Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. We're going to continue. We've been looking at this, the dimension of faith. And, uh, of course, uh, it's uh, as much about authority as it is. uh, uh, It's more accessing out of the dimension of faith. And uh, the Lord began to talk to me some about the name and the name of Jesus. And uh, the name of Jesus, of course, is the, uh, the central key to all of our authority. And uh, here in Philippians chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 9, a very familiar verse, but he says, Therefore, wherefore God also has highly exalted Jesus and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Amplified Bible says, Therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Almost every translation, now not a paraphrase, but almost every translation uh, that I have read translates that the name, the name, all right? He's been given the name, that this is so important. In Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, and uh, around verse 16, let's start. Jesus says, he that heareth you, hears me. And he that despises you, despiseth me. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. And he said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power, the word is authority, all right, the Woost Bible says, I give you authority to advance. All right, advance over serpents and scorpions. Uh, Bob Yandian says that stands for big devils and little devils. All right, serpents are big devils, scorpions are little devils. Big devils and little devils. And over all the power of the enemy, notice, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. Now, I can take a moment there, and you know, someone that's in authority doesn't rejoice because they're in authority. They just exercise their authority. You know, when when I ask someone to do something, paid staff, someone on my staff, well, I'm in authority, I don't ask them to do it, and when they do it, I don't go in my office and go, Woo, I'm so glad I'm in authority, look right? I'm not rejoicing because I'm in authority. I just operate the authority. 
He said, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven, the seat of your authority. All right, my name is written in heaven, the seat of my authority. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, so it seemed good in your sight. All things, notice, are delivered to me of my Father. And no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and to he to whom the Son will reveal him. Now notice, the authority that Jesus delegated to his disciples was to carry out his will. He, did, he delegated this authority to carry out his will, to carry out the will of the Father. And he said to the disciples, he said, he that hears you, hears me. Why? Because you're sent in my name. If I go in someone's name, when they hear me, they're hearing them. They may not see them, but they're hearing them. And he said, he that hears you, hears me. And then he said also, he that despises you, despises me. And they despise the one that sent me. Because they're going in the name. They're sent in the name. There's a pattern to follow that is found in the way that Jesus represented the Father. The Father worked through Jesus. Jesus works through us. Amen. The Father, say out loud, the Father worked through Jesus. And Jesus works through us. Jesus said over and over again, the Father in me does the works. He said, I only do those things my Father does. I only say those things my Father does. Over and over again, he said that. We are to do the things that Jesus did and say the things that Jesus said. Because we're sent in his name. Hallelujah. Look at Acts chapter 10. Now, this is a familiar verse, but Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. This is commonly used where uh, healing is concerned, and that's right, and it's applicable, and we do that, but I want you to see something. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. So right there, we see the Trinity in operation. We see the Godhead in operation. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. And then notice, and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for, or because, or the reason is that God was with him. Right? See, we, we got to understand something. Jesus was not a lone ranger. Jesus was not on the earth doing Jesus tricks. He was here at the behest of the Father, doing what the Father wanted him to do. And because he was doing what the Father wanted him to do, the Father was with him. Because we're doing what Jesus wants us to do, and we're doing it in the name of Jesus, Jesus is with us. 
That's why Jesus could say, where two or three of you are gathered together in my name. That doesn't mean that you're in an apostolic church that believes in baptism in Jesus' name only. And you're there in a oneness name only church. It means that when you get together, you're not gathered in the name of a body or the name of a denomination. You're gathered there in the name of Jesus and where the name is, Jesus is. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. God was with him. He did this because God was with him. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, my Lord, I've done it. I've preached myself happy. It don't take much. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Everything that God's doing, all that God's doing. You know, Sunday morning we had seven people saved. Hallelujah. Five of them kids. And, and, and on Monday nights, the Lord's been telling us. He said, I'm going to start this thing in the children's ministry. He said, it's going to start in the, in the nursery. He said, the kids are going to prophesy. I'm going to touch the children. There's a youth movement coming. Oh, hallelujah. And he said, it'll be, it'll be akin to the 70s Jesus movement, but it'll have a Holy Spirit and word of faith focus. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, hallelujah, every, every time, ever how many kids we received Sunday, we received Jesus just that many times, because he said, any of you that minister to these little children, you're ministering to me, glory be to God, amen, uh, so I'm saying, all that God is doing, he's showing us something, that we have ownership of our city. That Jesus is Lord over Little Rock. That the city has been given into our hands for the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Whoo! 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 19. To wit. Now see, there's that to wit again. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it, it, it means <laughs> God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That's our message. Amen. Notice, it was God in Christ. It was God in Christ. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, and now it was God in Christ. Now it's Christ in us. Now we're preaching, be reconciled to God. Because we are sent in his name. The message doesn't change. The name doesn't change. The purpose doesn't change. Oh, hallelujah. John chapter 5 and verse 30. I'm moving a little quick through the first part of this. We got a lot to get into. Y'all won't dock me, will you? Notice verse 30, John 5, 30. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Notice, Jesus said he could do nothing on his own. He was committed to represent the Father. Do, do you see that? As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just. Because I don't seek my own will, but the will of the Father that sent me. In other words, I'm here on His authority. Yes. 
Jesus came into the earth by the authority of the Father. He was sent. He was a man under authority. Hallelujah. That's why he called the centurion's knowledge of authority great faith. The centurion said, I remember Matthew 8, I tell this one to go and he, I tell this one to come and I tell this one to do this and, right? And he said, so I understand how authority works and you being sent by God into the earth, if you say it, this thing will leave. Because me just being a natural man that operates in natural authority, if I tell somebody to do something, they do it. Hallelujah. Jesus was a man under authority. He gave all the credit to the Father. Every one of the works, Jesus gave the Father the credit. And the Bible says because of what Jesus was willing to do in Philippians chapter 2, that the Father bestowed upon Him the name. Why is that important? In the Old Testament, God was the one that carried the name. The name. Jehovah, the name. The name. Every one of the seven compound names of God, whichever one you attach to that, Jehovah Rapha, it starts with the name of the eternally self-existent God. And he says, I am the God. I am Jehovah. I am the name. And in the name is your healing. In the Jehovah Rapha. In the name is your peace. Shalom. In the name is your victory. In the name. He said, I am Jehovah Shammah. Which means I'm present. Where you're at and I'm there, I'm present. Jesus is present here tonight because we're gathered in the name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Jesus gave instructions concerning the use of his name. And he alerted the disciples to this new authorization. John chapter 14. Am I helping you? John chapter 14. I'll say this before we we move into the, the, the meat of this. Very often I'm concerned that in the name of Jesus is just a tagline. It's a way to end prayers. And, we, and, and, and I, I, I'm not saying you personally, I don't know you, but I'm concerned people are missing something. Think about this. When someone prays over their food, prays over food at dinner, Oh, Lord, bless this food, you know, whatever it is. Uh, uh, thank you for blessing our bread and water, taking sickness and disease from our midst. In Jesus' name. That ends the prayer. That's the, that's the cap to the prayer. Hmm. But what you're saying is this. When you say, in Jesus' name, you're saying, I bless this food as if Jesus was blessing this food. Jesus just blessed my food because I did it in his name. That's why Paul, it was so important to the early church that Paul said, everything you do, do it in the name. Everything you do, do it in the name. John chapter 14, verse 13. And whatever you shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do. For what reason? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
Now that, that, the Amplified Bible says, in my name, presenting all that I am. The name presents all that he is. The name presents all that he is. We see shadows of that in the Old Testament because the seven compound names of God were not just something that, that he did, they were something that he was. And the, the name Jehovah in the Old Testament was the name. The name in the New Testament is the name of Jesus. Are you following me? And he said, everything in the Old Testament is represented in this name, Jehovah. Everything in the New Testament is represented, capsulized, and brought into that one name, Jesus. Everything that Jehovah was in the Old Testament, Jesus is in the New Testament. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. John 15 and 16. Whew. You have not chosen me, I've chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Again, as presenting all that I am. As presenting all that I am. Hallelujah. When, when you, well let me, let's read another verse here. John 16. Verse 23, and in that day you'll ask me nothing. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, he will give it to you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. It, the name presents all that he is. And so when you say, in the name of Jesus, it's presenting all that he is. When you ask the Father something in the name of Jesus, it's not so much that you come and the Father sees you as separate. The Father sees you standing in this place of power of attorney, and you're standing there, and he sees it just as if Jesus is standing there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the Lord and the head of the church. In, in uh, Philippians 2, 11. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 11. Notice what it says. Glory to God. We read this earlier. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Jesus, the man, is the Lord and the head of the church. In Ephesians 2.11, it says this. Or excuse me, 1.11. 1.22. That he has put all things under his feet and gave him, Jesus, to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, that filleth all in all. Jesus currently mediates and involves himself on the earth through the body of Christ. As Jesus represents God to man and man to God, we represent him. In the earth, we represent Jesus to the world. After his resurrection, 
Jesus declared something. You know Matthew 28, 18. He said in Matthew 28, 18, all power, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. And he said, in light of that, I want you to go. And I want you to preach the gospel. Is that right? He delegated, he declared that all authority had been given to him. And then he delegated his authority. Let's look at it. Matthew 28. Because I want you to see this. Oh, hallelujah. Twenty-eight and verse eighteen, he said, "Jesus came and spake and said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore, in light of all power has been given. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you." So the word power is the word authority, right to control or govern. Dominion or the power of rule. Authority, right to control or govern. We could say this, right to take ownership. Dominion or jurisdiction or the power of rule. Oh, hallelujah. That has been given to us. Now notice. In Mark 16. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Verse uh, 15, Mark 16, 15. He said unto them, go into all the world, go into every man's world, and preach the gospel to the every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not will be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. Right? In my name. What, what are we believing in? In the name. In my name. They will, they will cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Is that right? These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. A man named E.W. Kenyon was preaching a message one time, holding a seminar in Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And he was teaching on the wonderful name of Jesus. And as he was teaching, a man in the, uh, in the audience raised his hand, and he said, I'm an attorney. And he said, what you're preaching sounds to me like power of attorney. And he said, well, brother, you're an attorney. I'm a layman. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know what the language means, but you're an attorney. Am I talking about power of attorney? And he said, yes, you are. And he said, what makes the power of attorney powerful? He said, it depends on the name behind it. 
Now, he said, in my name. Now, this is what's so important. Power of attorney, if you've ever had power of attorney in some, uh, over, over a person or for a person, there's a lady, there's a lady in, in our church, probably watching tonight, Sister Kathleen from the Kansas location. Uh, when her mother got to the place that she could not handle her business, she signed power of attorney over to Kathleen. Kathleen would walk in the bank and do Jean's business. But Jean wasn't in the bank. Kathleen was in the bank. Are you following me? She could go in and sign checks, pay bills, withdraw money. Because she was doing it in Jean's name. We've missed something in the church. And we, we've, been, we've, been so, we've been so concerned about what people are going to think and make sure that nobody thinks that we're, we're too heavy or we push too much. Jesus said that these signs, oh, that's the problem. I see, that's the problem. These signs will follow the preachers. Oh, oh the apostles. Oh, that's what it is. All this went away with the apostles. No, he said these signs will follow them that believe. In my name. So when someone lays hands on a, sick, on a sick person and they do it in the name of Jesus, to heaven, it's like Jesus is laying hands on that person. Now, there's not one person that you know that would tell you that if Jesus Christ was personally present in the room tonight and they had an ailment, they are not going to tell you that they're not sure they'd get healed. Because we believe that everybody Jesus laid hands on got healed. All right? Even though everybody didn't get healed, Jesus prayed for. Because he said there was people that he could not do anything for because of their unbelief. What did they, what did they not believe? They did not believe that God was in Jesus doing the works. They just saw Jesus as a man. They did not see Jesus as one anointed by God. When someone lays hands on you in the name of Jesus, it is not just that person laying hands on you. They are laying hands on you in the name of Jesus Christ himself. And it's just like Jesus is laying hands on you. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. See, I got I I I to shift. I've got to shift my thinking. This is done in his name. It's like he's doing it. It's like Jesus is laying hands on me. When, when you rebuke something in Jesus' name, it's like Jesus is rebuking it. When you lay hands on a demon-possessed person and you command those demons to come out, it is not just you doing it. You are standing in the place of Jesus Christ and you're calling deliverance over that person's life. Glory to God. When Jesus walked into the temple and the demon looked at him and he said, well, I know who you are. 
Well, he, was, he wasn't just seeing Jesus. He was seeing God in Jesus. He knew, he knew who was in the earth, and there wasn't anything he could do about it. When the devil looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees God in you. He sees Jesus in you. And that's why when you tell him, in the name of Jesus, you've got to go. That's not a mantra. That's not a chant. That's not a good luck charm. That's our power of attorney. You gotta go. You you got to, because of the name. Hallelujah. Do, do you see that? And 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 that's what I've I've got to, I've got to quit putting things off that the name says is mine right now. The name is present authority. The name is present ability. Where the name is, Jesus is. See, understand power of attorney. If I have power of attorney, for instance, I was in Ecuador when uh, we signed on our house. Was it Ecuador? No, no. I was somewhere. I was out of state. I was with pastors where I was. Excuse me? That's right, excuse me, I was, I was with my dad when, when he went home. And uh, Pastor Michelle, <laughs> I had to sign power of attorney over to her. <laughs> well, they asked for two signatures. They asked for my signature and her signature. They weren't dealing with me physically, they were dealing with her. But when they said, we need Philip to sign here, she signed Philip Steele. Because she had power of attorney. They saw that it was her, but what you see on paper is me. And we got the house because she had power of attorney. You can have whatever you need because you've got power of attorney to use the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. That's why the, the Pauline epistles are full of that. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue should confess to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. And, and then notice, whew, verse 20, they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Wait a minute, wait a minute, back up. Verse 19. After the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. But verse 20 says, they went everywhere and he went with them working. But he's in heaven. They went in the name. They went in the name. They went in the name. And, and the Bible says that as they went in the name, it was like he was there doing the works. Glory to God. Do you see that? When you stand in a healing line, it's not that man or that woman. That's the vessel that Jesus is working through. They're doing that in his name. And he said, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there in your midst. If just two of you get together in my name, I'm there in the midst of you. Right now, Jesus is here because we're gathered in his name. Name. 
Oh, hallelujah. Ooh. The Lord worked with them. Notice, confirming the word. See, God doesn't lie, cannot lie. And you cannot preach what he said that he won't confirm what he said. If you preach that Jesus is a healer and then you lay hands on people in Jesus' name, Jesus will heal them. Hallelujah. Now there's something there's there's something we got we there's a side of this that that I've that I've I've got to I've got to realize that this is not just flesh and blood laying hands on me this is the instrument of Jesus. I worked I worked hard on that many many years ago that when I saw a man or a woman ministering that I made a determination I'm going to look past their flesh I'm going to look past their gender. There's just two, but I'm going to look past whether they're a man or a woman. I'm going to look past whether they're black or white. I'm going to look past whether they speak well or don't speak very well. I'm going to see the Jesus in them because Jesus is saying something through them that I need. I can get touched. My life can get turned around. I can get a rescue if I'm seeing Jesus in them. Jesus said, you receive the one I sent, and you're receiving me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because we have that power of attorney. We have that power of attorney. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. He sent me. Jesus sent me. He sent me. I, 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 I love that. I love that in the book of Acts. Ananias walked in on Paul who couldn't see anything, was blind from that experience on the road to Damascus. And Ananias said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus that you met on the road to Damascus has sent me to lay hands on you that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. Faith builders, the Lord Jesus that saved your soul sent me tonight to tell you you've been given all authority in heaven and in earth. He sent me. We're sent ones. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Notice in the in the Acts chapter three. Is this all right? Hallelujah. Acts chapter 3, and, and for the sake of time, we won't, we won't uh, read all the verses, but you know, this is when Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, and it says that there was a certain lame man, lame from his mother's womb, who never had walked. This is important. We find out later in chapter 4 that this man was over 40 years old. We don't know how much over, but he was over 40 years old, all right? And, 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 and it says, notice, it says, uh, who seen, verse 3, Peter and John about to go in the temple asking alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give you. In the name. In the name. In, so, listen. The King James says, 
that Peter reached down and grabbed his hand and his feet and ankle bones received strength. But because of what we know, who grabbed his hand? Jesus grabbed his hand. Because he was doing it in the person of Jesus. He was doing it in the name. When you lay hands on somebody, it's not you laying hands on them. It's Jesus laying hands on them. Because you are doing it under the power of authority that God gave you through the name of Jesus. And all you got to do is believe that. Oh, glory to God. In the name. I say in the name. I have a good friend from Nigeria, Lawrence Banda. And uh, Lawrence is a very soft-spoken man. If you see him, you wouldn't think that he's a very, very slight man, a school teacher from Nigeria. And he got a hold of the Word. Uh, uh, found, got, got a Kenneth Hagin book in Nigeria, that authority of the believer. And it just changed his life. And, and he... Now, I, 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 Prophet Ford and others have been... Uh, uh, in Africa, and I can't tell you the demonic activity that you run into when you leave America. People think the devil is tough in America. You go other places, he seems like he's in charge. But in any event, he got a hold of this understanding that I don't have to wrestle and sweat and roll on the floor and work 24 hours to get a demon cast out. So some preacher friends of his uh, uh, recruited him. And they said, Lawrence, we're going to this man's house that's demon possessed. And he, it was widely known that he was demon possessed. And he said, we're going to fast and pray all night till that demon leaves. And Lawrence, Lawrence is very soft-spoken. He speaks like this. He said, so uh, he always called me Phil. I don't like that, but I mean, but nonetheless, my friend. So if you're my friend, you can call me that. And he goes, well, uh, let me tell you, Phil. Uh, this is what we did. And he said, uh, I went over with these uh, ministers. And uh, they began to roll up their sleeves and unloosen their tie. And he said, I just walked up to the man and I said, be free in the name of Jesus. And he said, I said, Goodbye. And he said, one of the man, men caught him before he was out the door and said, aren't you going to stay all night? He said, no, I won't be staying all night. I'm going to go home and sleep and eat. He said, I went home and fixed my dinner. I was a bachelor then. I went home and fixed my dinner and laid down on my bed and slept well and got up the next morning and went about my business. And he said, I saw all these ministers coming. They were bloodshot eyes and, and they were dirty from rolling around on the floor. And they said, uh, he didn't get free. We, we tried all night and he didn't get free. And he said, I looked at him and said, oh, yes, he did. He got free when I told that demon to leave in the name of Jesus. And they said, why is that? He said, because you cannot use the name of Jesus against the devil that he doesn't go. Two days later, that man came to his right mind. And never went back to the state he was in. Gave his life to God, got Holy Ghost filled, and became a member of the church. People say it took two days. No, it didn't. It, that, that demon started letting go when he laid hands on him. See, th this is the thing. When we say we take something by faith, I take that somebody laid hands on me in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 16. Peter's preaching. He said, his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom you see and know, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. His name and faith in his name. So when someone prays over me in the name of Jesus, I've got to put faith in the name. The name of Jesus was called over me. The name of Jesus was called over me. I was, I was talking to, to prophet before service, and, and this message of authority keeps coming back in the season that we're in. He just had a conference where they were ministering on authority. God's had us ministering on authority for the past two years. We've been ministering off and on on authority. And, and the statement was made tonight, the church has got to grab a hold of it. The church has got to grab a hold of it. Hallelujah. That's a good place for you to tell your neighbor, I'm grabbing hold. Look, look at, look at uh, uh, Acts 4.10. Being known unto you all and to the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead, does this man stand here before you whole? Peter knew, I'm standing in the power of attorney. I just reached down and physically touched the man. It was Jesus and the name that healed him. Hallelujah. 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 Acts uh, 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Whereby we must be saved. There's not salvation in any other. There's not deliverance or preservation or, or safety or, or, or healing or victory in any other name but the name of Jesus. And, you know, the officials declared, they said, well, we can't deny the miracle but just don't preach in that name anymore. It was the name. It was the name. The name stirs up the devil and the glory. It was the name. Don't preach in that name anymore. Isn't that what he said? It said when they had straightly threatened them not to preach or teach anymore in the name of Jesus. That they did what? They returned to their own company. And they lifted up their voice to God in one accord. And they said, Lord, you are God that has made heaven and earth and all that in them is. And you ordained Jesus by the mouth of your holy prophets. And they said this is what he was going to do. Now, Lord, Lord, grant your servants boldness that we may preach the gospel. And grant us boldness by stretching forth your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders might be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus Christ. Christ. And then you know what it says? And with great power gave the disciples, the apostles, witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Of, of the what? They gave witness that Jesus was alive. How? They prayed in his name and people got healed in the name and it was evidence that Jesus was still alive. See, this is so important. I know this is elementary. That's why you can't lay hands in the name of Buddha and get anybody healed. Buddha's dead. Buddha's dead and his name is dead. If a man's dead, his name is dead. Jesus is a man, 
who is very much alive. And his name is very much alive. The name Jesus carries all the power the man Jesus carried. Everything the man did, the name does. That's why Jesus could say, the works that I do, you will do also. And greater than these shall you do. Because I go to my Father, and the power is going to come back on you. And you're, you're going to do as many miracles as Jesus did. We have the opportunity to do even more miracles before the return of Jesus Christ because of, of, the, of the ability to multiply the power in the body of Christ. Glory to God. They commanded them not to speak or teach in the name. Jesus wants it to spread by our speaking and teaching in his name. In his name. In his name. When you lay hands on somebody who's sick in the name, you need to expect them to get healed. We, we, we were at the, the uh, uh, National Association of Christian Lawmakers, and, and we were sitting out uh, uh, in between sessions. I don't know if it was in between sessions. We might have left the session. Uh, Pastor and Sister Jeannie and myself and my wife, and uh, it just blessed me so much. These two young girls walked up, te- probably teenagers, I guess, 17, 18, 19, and they came up, and they, they, they said, uh, 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 you know, uh, Sister Jeannie uh, had, uh, uh, had an issue there with her hip, and so she, she, if, if she's got to be on her feet a long time, she's got this little, like, little scooter, and not, not that you sit on, but it's got wheels on it, and, you know, she can, she can walk with it. It helps her when, when, if, if, if her leg's tired. And so these girls came up, and, uh, and they had seen that apparatus, and they came up, and they said, we couldn't help but notice this thing here. And they said, is there anybody over here who needs healing? And, of course, we're healed. They're healed. Amen. But they said, we just come back from a missions trip, and we saw all kinds of people healed. And I just want to know, can we lay hands on whoever this belongs to? And, of course, Sister Jean's like, well, yes, you can lay hands on me. Please lay hands on me. And, boy, they, they laid hands, and they didn't pray some mamby-pamby weenie prayer. I mean, they prayed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let the healing power of God course through. Now, she was so, so genuine and so gracious. She said, I let them pray for me because I'm not going to deny them the opportunity to pray. But boy, they prayed in the name of Jesus. And then the girl said, now just do something you couldn't do. If that healing power is working through you right now. Amen. Well, you know, that's a little bold. <laughs> they believe in the name. And ask them, what ministry are you affiliated with? John G. Lake ministry. Curry Blake. Amen. That's where they learned to pray that way. And, and here's what blessed me the most. They said, we were just sitting over there and we could just see Jesus in y'all. Praise the Lord. Amen. They commanded them and Jesus said, I want it to spread. The disciples prayed for boldness and asked for signs and wonders to be done by the name. And then in Acts chapter 5, signs and wonders are done in the name. Hallelujah. Jesus is that name. All he was, all he did, all he is, and all he will ever be is in that name right now. He is healing us now. 
He is healing for us now. Right now. He is healing for you now. When he gave us the right to use his name to heal, it was so we could bring on the scene the fullness of his finished work. When he gave us the right to use his name to heal, it was so we could bring on the scene the fullness of his finished work. When you say in the name of Jesus, heal this person, it brings on the scene the fullness of the finished work of the cross. Oh, hallelujah. And that the sick would know that in the use of the name, the healing Christ is present. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I'm going to go to the healing evangelist to see if they can heal me. Well, Jesus is there. Go expecting Jesus. Remember that song they used to sing? Miss Jeannie sings it. I come expecting Jesus to meet me in this place. Why? We're gathered in his name. It's not trying to believe. It's not trying to take healing. Not trying. I'm not trying to believe. I'm not trying to take my healing. Not doing my best. The healing is ours. Why? The name is makes it available to us. The name makes it available to me. If I've spoke to it in the name of Jesus, I've stood in my power of attorney, then my faith is on the fact that hands were laid on me in the name of Jesus and that sickness, that disease left my body. It matters not what symptoms may try to linger. It doesn't matter what I may hear, what report I may get. Hands were laid on me in the name of Jesus and that settles the issue. Amen. The name is ours. He gave us his name. This is important. Amen. I remember one time my father was ministering in a church in the northern part of the United States. And, uh, and now back then, back then when, when you went to a church for a revival, it wasn't three days. Prophet Ford, you remember those days. It wasn't three days. I mean, three weeks was a short meeting. My, my dad went to Evansville, Indiana one time. And held a 12-week revival. 12 weeks every night of the week. Dear Lord, you don't hear that. There's no church hardly in the state that does anything for 12 weeks straight. 12 weeks straight. Now, I'm not saying we need to always have that. But here's the point. He went and, and, and he had to start. You know, my dad would say it takes the first week to get the church revived. Then it takes the second week to get all the sinners saved. And then you can start working on other things. But anyway, he was there. And the first week, my dad was, was a healing evangelist, laid hands on the sick all over America. And there was a young man there that came up, and he, and he had a condition that made him shake just violently. And uh, they, they called it something dance. I forget what it was exactly. But in any event, my dad laid hands on him. And my dad was always big on on, and, he, and he didn't even have a lot of revelation of the word of faith or what the revelation that we have. But he, his mindset was, I laid hands on you in the name of Jesus. Now take it, it's yours. Amen. 
Because the man, when he got healed, he got healed in L.C. Roby's meeting. L.C. Roby was an evangelist in the days of the voice of healing. And my father, when he was born, uh, uh, he, he had some physical issues. Some of it, some of it, I'm told, stemmed from polo. Other things, polio, and other things, polo. <laughs> That's a cologne I got on. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Polio. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and issues being born. But anyway, he, he, he had braces on his right side. He had a heart condition. He had other things wrong. And his uncle, who was a Southern Baptist minister, came to my grandmother's apartment and said, there's a, a, a preacher down at uh, Glad Tidings Assembly of God here in Cleveland, uh, Claude Bowman. Claude I. Bowman was the pastor. And he said, he's preaching that Jesus still heals. This was at the genesis of the, of the Voice of Healing days. L.C. Roby was a man powerfully used by God. And, and he went there, and, and I'm making a long story short. He went there, and this is this, the biggest Assembly of God church in Cleveland, Ohio at the time. And people are praying in the Holy Spirit. He walked by these elderly ladies, and they were praying in the Holy Spirit. Actually, it was carried by. And he said, I remember thinking, that is beautiful. I'd like to learn to do that someday. And he did. But here's the point. He, he got there. He, he, when the preacher got done preaching, First of all, he was under conviction. He got saved. 13 years of age, he got saved. But here's the point. There were two people ahead of him. One lady that was paralyzed from her neck down in braces, in a wheelchair, had been in an accident. Elsie Roby walked up to her and said, Ma'am, Jesus of Nazareth makes you whole. Rise and walk. They took her behind the curtain, took all the braces out. She came out pushing the wheelchair. Totally healed. They brought the, the, the second person in front of him was a mother that brought her child, her, her little boy that had a club foot. It was all the way turned around backwards. The heel was front. The toes were back. He prayed the same prayer. Jesus, for your glory, heal this child. And in front of all those people, that foot just spun around. Now, the mother had something to do with that because she had stopped at the shoe store and bought some shoes on the way to church. She said, my child's going to walk home. Well, here's my dad has been in this condition since birth. And the man walks up to him and he says, do you believe God? He said, I believe. He said, then Jesus, for your glory, heal this boy. The power of God hit him, totally healed him. He was walked out of the church that night. One year previous, they had taken him out of the, of the, of the uh, 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 special needs bus and handed him to my grandfather. And my father heard a voice that said, you'll go and preach all over this nation and in foreign nations. And he said, I said out loud, how can I preach? I can't even walk. And as he was walking out of that church, he heard that same voice say, this is how you're going to preach. This is how you're going to preach. Amen. And so when he laid hands on somebody, he just laid hands on them believing that God was going to heal them. He laid hands on that young boy. And he said, now let's rejoice for it. Be healed in Jesus' name. Boy, they rejoiced. And for a week, that young man stood up every night, shaking from head to toe, rejoicing about how Jesus had healed him. Saturday morning, he came down the stairs. He's still shaking. He sits down at the breakfast table. And mom has cereal out. He takes the cereal and gets some in the bowl. Gets most of it on the table. Takes the sugar. Does the same thing. And then he grabs the milk. And his mom goes, that's it. Stop. 
And she said, I am sick and tired of you and that preacher rejoicing like you're healed. I know this, is, this sounds hard, but it's where she was. And she said, she said, you're not healed. You're still shaking. You're still, it's, all the symptoms are still there. I want you to stop this. And he took that finger shaking. And he said, Mother, I have news for you. I am too healed. And he never shook another day in his life. The name was spoken over him. I, if the name has been spoken over you, and you're believing that you are healed, you got to stand that the name was spoken over you. And Jesus drove it out. Glory be to God. So the name is ours. Don't try. Don't struggle. Just use it. Just use it. Don't try. Don't struggle. Just use it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can you lift your hands tonight and just say, Thank you, Lord, for the name. Thank you, Lord, for the name. Thank you for the name. Oh, thank you for the name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I just know right now sugar diabetes is being healed in the name. I see that in the name. I see that in the name. I see in the spirit sugar is being driven out of blood systems. In the name, in the name, in the name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, inflammation in the joints, the elbows, the fingers. Going in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Those blockages, blockages in the heart. They're opening in the name. In the name. In the name, that cartilage is being replaced in the name. In the name. Disc in the back, it's, it's being repaired in the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And you'll fear no more. You'll fear no more. You'll fear no more. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father.